Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I want you to know that the mothership has... It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, my brother? I want permission to come aboard the mothership. Asking permission to join a sports talk spaceship? Well, we're all a little crazy. The mothership has connected. The mothership, the, the, the mothership. Let's come aboard. Happy Friday, North America, the mothership. Has connected from Schenectady to Charlotte. I mean, Anchorage to Abilene, Kalamazoo to Waterloo. We are on the air. They listening, DA. Everything we saying, DA. Everything. It's a summer baby fry, DA. Memorial Day weekend has arrived. It's me, Mraz, and Bogey for the fourth straight day. Only Pat Boyle on the other side of the glass doing the job of both me and Pete on that other side. Greg Caserta with you on updates. Good morning, Andrew Bogish. You sound terrible. I'm in a bad way. I mean, I'm, come on I'm, now. What's I'm going on? I uh, I don't know. I, I had this feeling yesterday because, as I mentioned, I'd gone to the Yankee game, sat out in a little bit of the rain. Slept about two and a half hours, woke up, came in because I'm a hard hat guy, did mm. chubby bunny with Amy a little extra early. Then we did the show. I got home yesterday and I I slept. I slept from about noon to three. Actually skipped my workout yesterday, fat old me. I woke up and immediately I could feel it. You know that I've burnt the candle on both ends. Oh, no, I think I've made my body susceptible to feeling like garbage feeling. I think we've been there, maybe in our college days, not now. Uh, I knew this was going to be a problem. So I am proudly telling you I'm doing the show from home today. I'm next to Andrew Bogus. Uh, my throat feels like it's completely closed off. I have been in a mucus scenario. Oh, and oh, by the way, I tried to get my pool fully ready yesterday as I showed the camera. And I have sliced my hand with a splinter that will not come out. And as a result, I must appear at the dermatologist at 10.30 a.m. today. So that's my scenario. You're going to the dermatologist for an extraction? Yes. It's a bad, like, it's already getting infected. I will show the camera. It is so deep. I've tried to soak my hand, get in there, a splinter from my deck, like you would not believe, bleeding like crazy, and I cannot get it out. So my dermatologist, uh, an emergency this morning, while I cannot talk because I'm all freaking clogged up. I think it's allergies and rundown. Shawnee's in a bad way. So Memorial Day weekend, not off to a good start for old Uncle Morass. The good thing is, though, you're here and you're humble. So we're not, this is the only time we're going to discuss this in four hours. From here on, workmanlike effort, no mentions of splinters and mucus situations and whatever. 
tough tunnel vision straight ahead, get me to 10 o'clock. No doubt about it. Uh, remember, you can still watch the show. Watch DA.com, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio, YouTube as well. And if you're going to watch the show, watch it today because Kaplan now will take a week off starting next week. We will not be in on Monday, by the way, Memorial Day. And just, you know, remember all those who have served. But with that, folks, I have no idea who's in Monday. You might get a Jody Mack. You might get a Chris Moore. Honestly, they, they might have us on the schedule and find out we're not here. Who knows? All right, so- Chris Mueller. All right. So Chris Moore is in. No, I don't know if it's Mueller or Mueller. Oh, Mueller? from Pittsburgh? Correct. Okay. I believe it's okay. Miller, like the baseball player. Oh, really? I, I think so. I could be wrong. Either way, he's from Pittsburgh. Oh, my God. And it's not us, because that was my concern for a while, too. Because here's the, one of the things we love about people, Adi. And you've heard the joke before where he asks people for their days off six to eight months in advance. Yes. And when you do that, requests fall through the cracks. And usually yes. after the initial request, halfway through, Pete will go, tell me again when you want to be off in August of 2025. And <laughs> he forgets. He doesn't do it. Other people are already booked by then. So after you're initially following the rules and predicting the future to give Pete your vacation calendar, then you actually don't get the days off that you wanted. And I remember sometime late in 2022 telling him that I didn't want to work this Memorial Day. And when it got to now, and again, there's two, three, four, five people having babies around here. Somebody else is having surgery. Like, there's a lot going on behind the scenes here. People can't work. People aren't available. So I was expecting, Sean, at least one of us to have to be here Monday. Yeah. Amy Lawrence asked me if she was leaving. Are you here Monday? No. Who's in? Don't know. Don't care. I know it's not me. That's my only concern. That's right. But now we've got a name. So it's Chris M. from Pittsburgh. Who's hosting here on That's Monday? That's right, and I All will right. be riding shotgun back here alone, and it'll be Mr. Greg Caserta again on the updates. Wow. wow, they don't give the show to either Caserta or Boyle; they give it to an outsider. Well, remember, Shawnee, you got to fill those behind-the-scenes boxes first. Okay. All right. If it's one thing we know. Well, I can't even make that joke about filling. You can't. Nope. You nope. can't. Yep. You can't. You could. No, not with you, Boyle. Not with you. If it's one thing we know, Boyle is crass. All right. Well. We do have, and thank goodness, because I would not be able to elevate my voice and sing today for Canadian Bacon. Greg Caserta is coming back after his first five-oinker. He will do it. He'll put the hard hat on. That comes here with the second hour of the show. It's a Target demo Friday. We'll see how much Cap feels like working if he rubs his hands together or whether we have to get a, a meme from DA on CBS Quotes today to tweet out. Remember, remember to let us know how you're listening, where you're listening. Target demo Friday comes your way at 940 uh, you know, again, babies doing well. Babies are us. Pete, the body, NDA with their babies. So we'll see. I was told by Pete last night today might be come home day for the Bloody House already. Yes. So we will see for that. And, and away we go. DA, who knows? DA might leave the hospital, drive three miles an hour, and still be leaving. He, his, nearest, his nearest hospital is probably like 30 miles away. So who knows? <laughs> I did get a picture of, of the baby from Pete, and the baby's laying on Pete's bare chest. Oh, skin to skin. Which is great, and I said to him, I, I miss baby snuggles, but I, the the ba- the counterbalance of baby cuteness and Bilotti bare chest, the good, the bad, the yin, the yang, it's a lot to process in one picture. Yeah, that poor baby, that poor baby. By the way. Get me back inside. Pete's got that baby on his bare chest. She might make a little mistake for breastfeeding there. Let's be honest. <laughs> 
Let's be honest. Wrong ones, Kerry. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, last yesterday we spent, well, for two days we spent, because we had no other NBA games to react to, talking about whether the Celtics can conjure up the 0-4 Red Sox and come back from three games to none down. Bogus had a lot of hot takes. And yesterday, in fact, we had a poll question on what last night's game was. Well, guess what? For the Miami Heat, I guess they treated it like it wasn't nice to have it because they didn't have it. They lose 110-97, and now the series shifts back to Miami for a Game 6. There was a little bit of an out-of-context quote about Jimmy Butler guaranteeing a winning Game 6. But it does ask us the question. Well, two questions. A, do we view this series now as simply a typical 3-2 series in NBA lore? Or, in which case all the pressure is now off Boston, or... Do we still have to realize this was a 3-0 series and they're only halfway done and the driver's seat still lands with the Heat? It is where we begin. It's your cold open. Tatum, deep on the left side against Max Struess. Dribbles him to the elbow. He exposes the ball. Highsmith knocked it away. Butler knocked it away. But it's saved to Horford. Kick out Derek White for three. Oh, that dude been spot on. Derek yeah, White. He, he is yeah. making them. He's making them pay. 17 points for Derek White on nine shots here in game five. Celtics by 19. Just having that defensive mindset. Um, we're able to get stops, which allowed us to get out and run and uh, get good looks. So um, we got to have that mindset uh, for the rest of the series. On a bio, stripped the ball by Marcus Smart. Grant Williams dives to the floor and has it. And the Celtics, who didn't force steals all year long, have forced a ton of them tonight. Tatum in the paint. Kick out. Marcus wants that knockout three. Got it. Boy, that dude is cooking. One of our assistants put it in great perspective. Uh, The season's like nine months long, and we just had a bad week. Sometimes you have a bad week at work. And, uh, you know, we obviously didn't pick the best time to have a bad week, but we did. And um, we're sticking together and uh, fighting like hell to keep it alive. And the guys are, are really coming together. The Boston Celtics win game four facing elimination. They win game five facing elimination. And the Celtics have taken their talents and the series back to South Beach. Game six on Saturday night. One game doesn't lead to the next game. Based on all the experience that we've had, it doesn't matter in the playoffs. It doesn't matter if you lose by whatever. Um, You know, we beat them by whatever in game three. It just doesn't matter. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, you're Sean Grandy. Cedric Maxwell on Celtics Radio. You heard Derek White. You heard at the end Eric Spolstra. And uh, I missed. Who's the middle one we heard from Joe there? Missoula. Oh, Missoula. That's right. Okay. So, Bogues, last night I think there's a couple things that are prevalent. Number one, Gabe Vincent not playing ends up being, I think, a really big deal for Miami because it completely shortens where they're at. But with that, just not enough from there. You know, Jimmy Butler can't score 14 points in this game. Bam, Bam Adebayo, they're, you know, 16 points. Duncan Robinson, their lead with 18 points. You couldn't get a guy in the 20s. Okay, big issue. But with that, the Celtics get obviously widespread scoring, including Derek White, who has a monstrous game from behind the arc, going 6 for 80, has 24 points in this game. He's the Celtics' leading scorer. Uh, Tatum and Brown each pitch in 21. And look, at 110.97, this is, what, a 13-point win. What's the difference in the game? The Celtics hit seven more threes. They could not miss from behind the arc. That's a 21-point difference. You do the math. 13-point win. Yeah, the threes absolutely were the difference. And I actually think 
to me, a death blow in this game, Bogues, happened to start that second quarter. And it was kind of a sign that Boston was going to continue to not miss from behind the arc. The lead is 30, uh, 35-20. It's 15 points at the end of the first quarter. But we've seen this, right? A team starts off hot. You could slow down. I felt it was so crucial for Miami to come out, get a stop, get the first basket, start to close that within 10, and get themselves feeling good on a run early in the second quarter. Instead, the Celtics start that second quarter, come right down, and Jalen Brown hits the second three of the, t- uh, uh, of the game at that point, and 15-18, to 18, all ready to start the second corner. I think just kind of already felt, might sound crazy, already felt like a spot for Miami where they were going to continue to swim upstream all game long, and the crowd was into it. The crowd was rocking. And this is why I think the 4 Red Sox thing does matter in a weird way because that's a fan base, at least in that home situation, and they would be that way in a Game 7 where, you know, I, I don't know if you've been this way, Bogues, but I think we talked about this with Boyle early in the year with the Knicks being down, whatever it was, 3-1 in a series and trying to win a Game 6. Yeah, A lot of fans will enter an arena more nervous, more scared, more feeling like they're arriving at a funeral. But if you have a good-fueled fan base that feels motivated in a spot like this when your team is extremely down in a series, they can uplift you. That crowd was rocking last night. And I think they're rocking because they're the one crowd in America, or you know, that's not a hockey crowd, that has seen it before. Their baseball team coming back from 3-0, and I think that was a major deal last night. No doubt the crowd helped, but I want to go back to your first point all that. So what you're saying yeah. is... Miami was singing, what's my weakness? And the answer is three-point defense. What's my weakness? Yeah. What's my weakness? Three-point D. This series is, we are alive and well now, right? I mean, game four, the Celtics win. You can get a little bit excited. We can dismiss the idea of a gentleman's sweep. They do that last night in game five. Ungentleman's sweep is in play. I guess it is. Um Although this seems too nice for the Heat to let them win twice yeah. and put themselves in this kind of danger to go back home having to win game six. And the last cut in the cold open from Eric Spolstra, interesting one to me. I, he may be the best coach on the planet right now, so it's hard to argue with him. But the beginning of the clip is one game doesn't lead to the other, except that game four led into game five because the things the Celtics did well in game four are the things they did well again in game five, and Miami didn't stop the three-point defense and turnovers. It's 32 turnovers for Miami, and it's led like 55 Celtic points over the last two games. So game four did become game five, plus they didn't have Gabe Vincent, who got hurt in game four. So this series is very much alive Miami still has the advantage of being home, obviously, but it's time to get to really buy in. And I know we talked about the gambling numbers yesterday, too. I don't know what's changed this morning, but today it's now time to buy in on there, at least being a game seven in Boston Monday night. Can't tell you who would win it, but it's looking more and more likely like we're going to get that Monday night. And then for us back here Tuesday morning. Yeah, I think the Heat are going to win in game six. I do uh, because of this. I think that the, there's a lot of... I saw a lot of this late last night on Twitter. Because, again, I couldn't sleep as I throat is closing. I mean, I guess I slept better. But anyway, that nobody cares about my sleep. I, uh, I saw a lot of this on Twitter. Basically, well, you know, Miami just feels overwhelmed. No shot, this, that, the other thing. I think that we've, we understand the mentality of this Heat team. We understand the mentality of Jimmy Butler, the leader here. You know, the Celtic team, now all of a sudden we could trust them. You haven't been able to trust them for years in some of these spots to close out and win series. Now, all of a sudden, they win two games at the being down 3-0. They are only halfway home on this accomplishment. And again, 150-0 shows you 
how impossible what they are doing is. Now, if they if they want a game six, would I love the Celtics in a game seven? After what I saw from that crowd last time, I probably would. But I think Miami is going to find a way here. So I think the pressure still remains on Boston. I, I don't basically I don't think they've accomplished a damn thing yet. They are still a team that was down 3-0. They're still the Boston Celtics facing an eight seed. However, you know, maybe underrated as an eight seed the Celtics might have been. They have to figure this out and win a game six. I'm not so sure they will. And I think that the Heat and Jimmy Butler, you know, look, he's not going to score in the teens in game six. They're going to figure out a way. But me and you, look, we might be, the next time we reunite on Tuesday morning, we might be coming off a of game seven. And I guess in a selfish way, radio-wise, we're probably rooting for that. Eight, five, five, two, one, two, four, two, two, seven. Ah, So, you ready for a big weekend, folks? Are you? Lion's Roar? What the hell is that? That was cool, right? I've been working on that sound to try to clear my throat. You sound like the girl from The Ring. Yeah, that was pretty cool, huh? No. It was no. weirdly long. And yeah. It made me nervous for a second, like it was never going to end. Or you were actually broken. So I'm glad you at least recovered from it. I am broken. So, again, we, it's a target on Friday. We want to know how you're listening, where you're listening, what you have planned for this Memorial Day weekend. By the way, it, begging the question, is it a hot dog weekend, a burger weekend, or a mm. seafood weekend? Why can't? Why has it be one of those three things? Can well, it be all what, of them? What are you most looking forward to eating this weekend? Maybe I should ask that for Target Demo Front. I'll ask you, Bogues. Uh, that's a good one. Um, I'm all over the map this weekend. So tonight we are having our delayed birthday party from my 12-year-old daughter. Okay. And we have a 7.30 under the lights literally game. So simultaneously wow. we have the coolest night on our baseball calendar. And I've got 15 preteen girls in my backyard tonight eating pizza, doing TikToks, watching a movie. So your wife taking the birthday party, you're taking the baseball? Yeah, but then I've got to go home mid-baseball game to be the IT guy and get the movie projector going in the backyard, then go back to the Little League field. So tonight's, oh, no. tonight's a lot. Tonight, we got to get to tomorrow morning, and then the weekend really starts. Tonight's almost like a second job. Okay. All right. I think I'm looking forward to... I just want to eat dongs all weekend. I mm. really do. I want to get the dong season started. I want taco dip dongs. I want ketchup dongs. I want to throw them down my face. I want to throw them down my face. And by the way, yesterday I got the pool steps in as I sliced my hand. The pool water is surprisingly warm enough. Uh, Shawnee will, will find his way into the pool this weekend. Walk me through a taco dip dog. What's that? Well, you know, we've all been to the barbecues. You know taco dip, right? I mean, it's got either cream cheese or sour cream at the bottom. It's got that chili with, like, the taco cheese then on it. And you bake the whole thing together. Like a seven-layer dip, that yeah. kind of thing? Okay. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't really need to go as far as having the guac, but it's mainly the bean, the cream cheese type of stuff, the shredded cheese. So when you throw that out at a barbecue or a party on a table, bar, whatever it mm-hmm. is, then as it kind of congeals and you see, like, the edges of it, you keep that. The moment the hot dogs come off the grill— Load a couple up with that. You got chili dogs with taco dip on it. Okay. All so right. they're chili dogs. Yeah, but you're throwing sour cream in there too, right? That's it. Well, see, this is where there's a big um, dilemma in this country. I think a lot of people do sour cream. It's not really what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do softened cream cheese because that bakes a little better. The, the sour cream can get a little too liquidy. and it's not Sour cream is really not supposed to be heated where cream cheese can be heated. 
So it's you get a little bit of that cream cheese with it, but it's okay. Cream cheese, I don't think, tastes the same when it's warmed up like that. Like, I don't like cream cheese bagels or rolls or anything like that, but I like it in a taco dip. So you take the taco dip, it's like a pseudo chili dog without having to make extra chili because all you're doing is the leftovers. So if you're at a barbecue, bring the taco dip. Somebody pulls a dong off the grill, boom, slap a little mm. taco dip on there. You got chili dogs. Now, somewhat related to this, I saw what would, I think, be a really good football food of the week or even Memorial Day weekend yesterday, one of those stupid Instagram reels. This woman was making Big Mac tacos. So she made made homemade, like, the the Big Mac sauce from McDonald's. So you've got mustard, ketchup, mayo, relish, all those things pushed together. But then she takes flour tortillas, smashes the ground beef, on that and grills them to cook the meat, takes them off, bends them. You got, you know, your little toppings bar, then the homemade sauce you can dip, put on. That sounds delicious. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, too many bad noises. Now that sounds good. Did you guys, have you guys seen this either on Twitter or Instagram, this video that I've seen probably six times now of this disgusting couple putting probably like a giant tray. They put about 20 Big Macs in. They smush them down, Mm. put cheese over it, then dump like a ton of McDonald's fries on it, then cheese, then like chicken patties, cheese. Yeah. And and then like four other layers of just gross food that you should not combine together. It's like a fast food lasagna. Yeah, it's absolutely gross. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I'm turned on. All right, when when we come back, your best audio of the day. I think we have about seven cuts here because Boyle doesn't know how many we put in sound check. We got Grant Williams. We there's, got Ger- there's four. Gilbert Arenas, Andy Reid, and Aaron Boone. Eight, look, and by the way, our bosses are down at the local station at the Jersey Shore today for a kickoff the summer party. So if you think we go off the rails normally. and You didn't even I, come in today because of that. No doubt. (laughs) No doubt. This show is going to be very off the rails today. So have fun with your Memorial Day weekend Friday. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Issue continues on now. CBS presents this program in color. 
An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right. Folks, let's get it going with Grant Williams last night, who maybe gets congratulated a little too hard by Jalen Brown after the Game 5 win. The energy was tremendous. Um, We had to do our job to make sure we get it back here. That's number one goal. Uh, Take care of the next game, one game at a time. We can't look too far ahead. Ouch. And um, make sure that we... Good job, Grant. (laughs) Um, We got to make sure we take this one game at a time and make sure that we um, just make sure we stay together. Did he hit them, hit them in a bad spot? I don't. I I've not seen the video. I don't know if Boyle knows what it looks like, but it sounds like he smacked him on the back twice. I think he gets him right on his tuckus. Oh, okay. Oh, on the tuckus. Right on the butt. He, right on the butt cheeks. He definitely had a private parts area reaction. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's you also- ever have like an odd friend who, I don't know, after a big moment thinks they're funny and might like. This is the wrong thing to say, but grab an area that shouldn't be grabbed, thinking it's funny. I've never had it grabbed. I've had it knocked. I've had it punched. Yeah. Thinking that it's like funny, like a yeah. little flick of the wrist, but I've never had it grabbed. Well, grab's the wrong word. I don't okay, mean good. Pull, I don't mean pulling it out like the guts of a pinata. I just mean <laughs> I don't know. Like a like a a cupped motion. Those people are the worst to get lost. Those people are criminals. What are you talking about? They technically are. It's technically illegal, but you I know s- what? Yeah, it's assault. No, but no, it's That's I mean, assault, brother. <laughs> Anybody get that movie right? That's a Billy Madison. Yes. Uh, no, I mean, college baseball, we used to spank each other pretty hard. Pull that. We'll isolate that. No, <laughs> oh, I ain't pulling it, so so Billy yes. G's going to have to pull it out in the newsroom. You know what I mean. After somebody, have Terry Bellotti pull that one. Somebody comes home on a wild pitch. Somebody gets a, a, a ribby single. They come in. You, you spank them. You spank them as they're coming down the dugout line. All right, as long as that's where it's happening. Yeah. That's fine. Out in public, goes, pants those, on, good. Those Midwest college basketball, uh, college baseball road trips, I don't want to know nothing about. Okay. There's also a good video that our friend Chris Lepresti showed us yesterday from Hurricanes and Panthers when Matthew Kachuk scored the pseudo-overtime ending goal in Game 4. And Paul Maurice, the head coach of um, the Panthers, like basically kidney punches in assist, his assistant, and the assistant's like, dude, what are you doing? There's a really <laughs> awkward moment where Maurice is really uptight and excited, and he just goes, boom, right in this guy's left kidney. And he's like, what are you doing? They're oh, friends, I assume, I still think. Um, yeah. All right, let's get to Gilbert Arenas. The NBA is not built off of that. They don't survive off that. They <laughs> never have. Tim Duncan was four rings in, and when he went to go win his fifth one, we said, oh, this is boring. <laughs> Nobody wants to see Tim Duncan and the Spurs in the championship. That's just facts. No matter how many rings they won, no one really cared about the Spurs like that. You know, Jokic can win his championship. So no that... one's going to care. Let's just be honest. I'm sorry. He's not going to go from where he is right now to this super mega star because he's not doing anything kids want to see. It's the players, their personality. Um, you know, Jokic is, is, is great, but he doesn't have it. So that's Gilbert explaining and kind of backing up of a gaining momentum conversation that the Nuggets are boring. And his point is because they're led by a big guy like the Spurs were, that's why they're boring. See, okay. I don't find Joel Embiid boring, and I don't think the NBA does because he has a personality to go with it. And 
Vokes, I think one of the, the best parts of the playoffs has been watching Jokic absolutely just steamroll people in the paint. And the way he shoots from beyond the arc, he's got the most awkward shot that always goes in, where basically just extends his arms over his head. And he's paired with Jamal Murray, who does everything exciting that the Warriors' best players do with these some of these shots. So I don't understand how the Nuggets are boring, although here's where I'll agree with him. I think the NBA thought they were boring because we've known the Nuggets have been pretty good for a couple of years now, and we don't get true exposure outside of late TNT games on a Thursday night. Yeah, I um, that's probably the better point. But I, I've always thought the Nuggets were intriguing because of Jokic and because yeah. other people were not paying attention to them. Plus, they throw in some cool unis every once in a while as well. This has been a fun team. And you know my affinity for the Utah Jazz and Joe Ingles. Yeah. Right, right there is have been the Nuggets, and now they're actually living up to and exceeding expectations. And I don't know what people are missing about Jokic, but on top of all the basketball stuff he does, he's not an Adonis. I mean, he's a whatever, seven-foot pudgy, at times unathletic-looking guy who's ridiculously athletic. He's got two knucklehead brothers who were tossing Michael Malone in the air after they won, they beat the Lakers in the sweep like a soccer celebration. I think if you think they're boring, you're not paying enough attention to how actually entertaining they are. I completely agree. They are these post-game celebra- uh, discussions, press conferences, always important. By the way, I mean, look, if you get a nice, fun six, seven-game series, the world is in the country, if you care about the NBA, is going to be captivated if you already weren't by Jokic, and I think arenas will be wrong. By the way, what's more exciting, bringing a gun to a locker room, Gilbert? Is that more exciting? 855 Shots fired, right, Merez? I'm just saying, Gilbert Arenas is the you that's always the the easy comeback calm down, you know, before you're knocking other people in the NBA. Andy Reid, by the way, not a fan of the new fair catch rules in the NFL. My thing is where does it stop, right? So you start taking pieces and um, you know, we'll see how this goes, but you don't want to take too many pieces away or you be playing flag football. I always love the the NFL coaches love whenever a rule changes to do the old, it's going to become flag football. By the way, flag football is still awesome. I love flag football. <laughs> and, I, and, and if you think in 20 years we all wouldn't watch flag football if it was designed the same way as the NFL, we would. And you're a champion. Of course, of course. Hmm. But that being said, I, again, some coaches are telling you they are. if you have a really good kicker, they're going to try to squib kick, that this could actually be the opposite of flag football, which is what some of these people want safety reasons. So... I think the NFL has done much longer steps towards flag football before. I don't think that this is it. Look, I don't know enough about the speed of special teams to know really how this is going to play out, but I know this. I already was barely seeing kick returns, so if this means it goes from, let's just make up a percentage, uh, 11% of kicks return to 7%, then is that going to feel that much different? I want to see the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, the pass rushers out there making the plays. Yeah, I think what the NFL said was 38% of kicks are returned right now, and they estimated this would drop it to 31% of them. But okay. but there's a bigger – the decrease of that leads to a bigger increase of non-concussions. So, like, the, 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 you know, the, the, the pro safety rate goes up more than the kickoff return rate goes down. But then I was listening to Mike Florio on Pat McAfee yesterday say – and I, I don't know how you can actually back this sentence up, but his point was that the NFL was, like, fudging the numbers, that they said there oh. were, like, 29 concussions. 
on kickoff Kendall returns. Roy? Pulling a little Kendall Roy? But here's what I don't understand. And I and I and the clip I watched didn't have any further, like, explanation. But he said coaches went back and watched and only saw eight concussions. But, like, that's not how this works. Like, maybe only eight guys were knocked unconscious on kickoff returns. Right. But you don't know what happens after the fact. You're not immediately, as we've seen and we know, it can take a minute for symptoms to develop, issues to show up. So I'm not sure how trustworthy that sentence is, but it goes back to what we talked about, I guess, Tuesday, right? Was all the ways that Goodell and company finagled this through what they promised, clearing the room so there was no, there were nobody, there were no naysayers in the room to push back and they just figured out a way to make this go in and and now we have it and now Andy Reid thinks from playing flag football. It also eliminates jobs for special teams aces. So you're seeing those guys less and less guys that are on cover teams. And you're seeing more teams now go for it on fourth down. So there's less punting in the game. So, so that's like, but aren't those guys that we know best, aren't they the punt guys, not the kickoff defense guys? They do both, don't they? Yes and no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They're still, they're still, they're still needed on punt. But the punt formation is so different. Two, where you're not just completely spread out like that. Like I know the Giants have specifically these two guys, Carter Coughlin and Cam Brown, and I I believe the belief is only now one of them will probably make the team right. because of the less importance of special teams. Uh, we've got a bonus sound check. Yeah, most humans just give us three. Boyle gives us four. Hard hat guy. Aren't you guys sweet? Uh, we finished with baseball. Aaron Boone. Apparently hates managing the Yankees. He keeps getting thrown out of games. Fourth time this season. I think they've all been in the last 10 days. <laughs> this time Real. upset uh, with the home plate umpire. I'm not advocating for the robo. Um, you know, I think these guys do, for the most part, a great job and work really hard at it. And, you know, there's going to be, when you're playing for a lot, there's going to be some issues from time to time. Simple as that. And, and you know, I definitely, from definitely from a pitch count, th- I thought it hurt hurt Clark a little bit, who I thought threw the ball really well against a tough lineup. Woo. Booney was fired up last night, so I watched this game. I'm actually surprised this is not a bigger story today because while he didn't do a hawk back... It appeared as if, accidentally, he spit on the ump last night. He was so fired up and so in his face that saliva was flying out. Now, I think anybody with a brain would say he's not spitting on him. But, anytime moisture out of your mouth lands on an ump's face, I thought this was going to be a big deal this morning. Booney's got to calm down a little bit. Just calm down. We get it. You've shown the fire. If that's the only thing you got is fire, we don't need you to get thrown out every other day. I want more. Why? I love it. I mean, it is, it's exciting when you see an ump get, when, a, when you see a manager get tossed. Here's, but here's the problem, Boyle. Come on. Booney's still managing the game from the locker room. No, he's not. Yes, yes he is. No, but also, last night, that guy was terrible. He I think was terrible. Edward Edwin Moscoso. Ed, Edwin, he yeah. also looked like he was 22 years old. Yeah, and, yes. And Boone got his money's worth. And you know what? These umpires, they think they're, they got these godly egos. Like, they can't be touched. And they, they, they want to make the game about them. So screw you. I love and Boone getting his money's worth. that's where the managers get annoyed is when a guy tries to alpha back. That's when the managers get fired up. Like, older crew chiefs, like older umpires will let them vent. They'll have the discussion. But when a guy turns his back on you, that's when Boone started you charging know. at him again. My thing with Aaron Boone is get your sinuses fixed. I, I really, <laughs> I have a really tough time listening to his postgame pressers because he's always sniffling and clearing his throat. 
That's what I think he needs to yeah. do before anything else. He needs it, an ENT I, guy? Yeah. It's a great point. I'm going to defend umps and refs here for just real quick before Ooh. we get to the update. I, You know, good for them. Good for them standing up for themselves. Oh, I disagree. Nope. No, because here's the problem. I agree. There are really bad umpires and refs. Like, we know there are bad people at all their jobs. There's bad morasses on the DA show. We get that. <laughs> but... For the most part, these guys just get killed, and their job is harder than ever, and not because they suck more, because we have more technology to see when the human error is really taken into account. They've had it. People have been after their jobs for years. They should stand up for themselves. They're, they take their no accountability. They're like, people nothing happens too. to them when they screw up. They're people, know? too. How do you know? They don't get rewarded with playoff games if they're that Because bad when a guy blows series. a call, he's not the one that has to talk to the media a lot of times. It's the crew chief. Right. It's a pool report. All right? They don't – what what happens to them? Did Joe West ever get demoted to the minors? Well, but no. they're not paid as much as the managers because they shouldn't be asking for all of that. And there's a difference between in-house and public accountability. When guys make mistakes and, like, legitimate mistakes and mistakes that can't happen – yeah, they might not make the playoffs, but we're not going and cross-checking the ump roster, who's in and who's out, and going, "Oh, okay, fine." He got what was coming, for, you know, what was coming his way. But when a player or a manager gets suspended or cut or released, we know there are definitely times where they should tell us what the punishment is for umpires when or referees, whatever. And you can defend yourself back and forth and initially discussing the call, but when the managers lose their mind. Ums have to stop. You can't keep the argument going. Throw them out and walk away. Continuing it is always going to be nah. wrong on their part. Uh, if I was an umpire, I'd get my money's worth, too. That's, then that's your sound check. 855-212-4227. All right, Gregory, are you excited for Canadian bacon next hour? Oh, dude, I'm so fired up. All right, be more sarcastic. What do you got for the update before Pete tells us the break from Long Beach? Um, I, I love your sexy morning voice today. It's very noticeable yes. uh, with you talking down the line. It's a throat-closing situation. Okay, I got you. Well, Maraz, the uh, NBA playoffs continued last night as the Heat and Celtics locked up for Game 5 in Boston. And as some of you expected, the Celtics stayed alive to make it back-to-back wins after starting the series down 3-0. Then there were some of you who thought the Heat would win and advance to the NBA Finals because those were the only two outcomes. And I was annoyed by the narrative that the Heat were suddenly the underdog. 110-97, the final for Jalen Brown and the boys from Boston. He was one of four to top 20 points. Nothing special. I think just being together in moments of adversity, you know, staying on the same page and sticking with it, you know, doubling down on things that we need to do better, holding each other accountable has been the key. I think once we got ourselves together, we all looked each other in the eyes and saying like, hey, we're not going out like this. Back to Eric Spolstra, who will try and rediscover some of that Pat Riley magic with game six in Miami on Saturday night. Who cares about mood? Like, we have a gnarly group, so I, I think so much of that is overrated. Uh, it, it's a competitive series. Uh, you always expect, uh, you know, things to be uh, challenging in, in the conference finals. Is gnarly Miami's version of wicked? Like Boston does the wicked thing? I don't know. I, I thought gnarly was like a South Beach uh, surfer guy I, kind I, of like, thing. Is he doing a Mike McDaniel? Like, what is that? Gnarly. What's him I'm and saying, Mike you know, McDaniel he... give off the same vibe. Well, not really, but they look no, alike. They don't. They're, well, they they're look both alike. nerdy, cool guys. Yeah. Or are they uh, cool, nerdy guys? They're cool, nerdy guys. Yeah. But also, Caserta, anytime you mention when this game has to happen, you're not familiar with DA show lore, and Bogus can back us up on this. When is game six? 
Saturday night? Mm, no, exactly. You, you can't. You cannot just say Saturday night when no. you're talking about this. No. It's got to be like Any this. Any time you're referencing a game coming up on Saturday night on the DA show, it has to be referenced as game six is Saturday night. got to get Saturday night. You do it twice. That's yeah. it. But isn't, that, that, your, isn't that your bit, Merez? No, no. It's become everybody's bit. The it's DA everybody's it. bit now? It's well, the DA show. You cannot reference something coming up on Saturday night without saying it like that. The I was out of the DA loop show. on that one as well, Greg. You could also twist it and spell the other days of the week because the back end of the references S A T U R. But so you could spell Monday, Wednesday if you wanted to, just to make it your own, give your Thing. own spin. So, like, but, if I did this a little bit later in the program, will that kind of like help me not doing it just now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. No. We're, no. We understand. We're just sending you a message. You have three updates left, and you'll reference when Game Six is. It better be done right. That's what right. we're telling. Okay. And Thanks. different audiences, so they won't even hear. They won't know that this happened when they hear it at eight twenty yeah. or eight thirty. So you'll be fine. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so I think the Heat can start here. Have someone other than Duncan Robinson lead the Heat in points. He ended up with eighteen. Jimmy Butler only took ten shots, but had fourteen points in thirty-four minutes. And now that we're uh, low on time here, we'll uh, keep this one brief. On the ice, the Stars beat the Golden Knights 3-2 in overtime. To stay alive in the Western Conference Finals, we'll have all the amazing details in next hour's Canadian Bacon. With yours truly, that series now 3-1. I said I was going to do it in another update. I was not just going to start, like, wedging it in there and shoehorning it in just because you wanted me to. Okay. See you Thank later. You. Thank you. Okay, so Canadian bacon comes your way next hour. When we come back, a segment Bogus has been asking to do for four days are the raised T-shirts lame. <laughs> it's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm a fat slob. That was fun. It's always fun to look at yourself as a flat, fat slob in that spot. Hello, it's Mraz. It's Bogus. It's the DA show on this summer Friday, although DA is not, you know, off partying. He's, boy, you want to talk about a different summer. What a wake-up call for DA, huh? The boats, the pools, all of that. No fishing. Your, your first three months with a newborn, it is very difficult to accomplish much. And so I was thinking about this yesterday. Obviously, you know, his schedule now, he's, I think his return date is tentatively set for Tuesday, June 6th. Yes, but he will be back out of here two weeks later. Right. So at that point now, we're we're touching July. Are we going to have any form of summer fry DAs as in the past, or do you think he's going to pull full weeks when he's back in this oh, in the big chair? No, I think summer Fridays will still be in because remember, there's a difference between paternity days and vacation days. So I think that basically you will not see DA. Oh well, he'll be back in for those two Fridays, including Bob's Bar for right. sure. But beyond that, I think we get July, August, you will still have your summer Fridays, for sure. All right. And I will tell you, if you're planning on coming to Bob's Bar July 6th or June 16th. June 16th. The Bob's Bar marquee, the old chalkboard under the bar. Last night, I got a picture from the people working at the establishment. <laughs> um, the, it's officially up. The next big event at Bob's Bar is the show. It says the DA show, June 16th. So for all the local patrons, that's now advertised. And then it says, congrats, DA and Pete and families. So they made the marquee at Bob's Bar. That's amazing. And now it's – and I just love the fact that patrons are going to come in between now and June 16th, see the marquee, and go, oh, i got to come back on the 16th. Oh, yeah, well, the Don show is going to be here. You know, because always oh, you want to see the next bands coming up. Okay, is there a Yankee Red Sox party? Is there, oh, okay, the DA show's here that day. It's a big deal. Does the menu for that night ever make the marquee, or is that a separate display? Um, Separate display. Okay. 
yeah, separate display because the menu sometimes isn't, you know, whatever until a half an hour before. Uh, by the way, speaking of marquee, how about the Tampa Bay Rays? Our friend Evan Roberts, who works locally at WFAN, did not say that the Rays were cheating, but suggested something could be <laughs> up. And, and the city of Tampa Bay and the Rays really took this to heart. So much so that they've, bogus, they've made t-shirts mm-hmm. as like a rallying cry. By the way, in the midst of wearing these t-shirts, they gave up 20 runs to the to the Jays the other night. I think it's a little lame. I think giving a radio host a little credence into what they said and using it as a rally car, I think the race should be above this, folks. I think it's very lame. Well, except that teams do this all the time, and especially in baseball when you're playing 162 games, like you need every once in a while, you need a little new new fuel. So, like, I don't know that this should be a season-long thing for them, but I've got no problem with them having the T-shirts that say Tampa Bay Journeymen right now. But But here's the thing. If I, first of all, as I said originally, I, I disagree with what Evan and Craig said. Um, but if I said something like that and a professional team made T-shirts about it, I don't know that I could survive that. I'd be so embarrassed. I wouldn't be embarrassed. I know I would, you I would own it. I know that you would. That would get larger. No, that would be like the best thing in the world. I don't know that I handle that well. The best thing in the world. So the Rays continue to be lame So if you're looking at the summer of baseball world, nah, you want team, a team Rays. To root against. Let's go. A team to root against is the Tampa Bay Rays. Are right, we come back? The city of Vegas might be focused on the A's, but are the Raiders in real trouble? The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 